This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. Welcome to the Hero Academy Podcast, the place where we can celebrate and highlight our frontline heroes. I believe that frontline heroes such as nurses, firemen, EMS, police officers, and military are heroes without capes. I don't care about politics, only positivity and purpose. I only care about those who have chosen to serve society. I believe in collaboration over competition. Here you will learn the secrets and strategies that let ordinary people become extraordinary inside of their passion. Sometimes we'll throw in some simple side hustles that everyday regular people are doing. Things you can do to make extra money, especially if you're starting to think about retirement and what's next. Inside this podcast each week, you will learn from people like you who are working full time, but still found time to create a course, grow a big team or a large audience or a profitable side hustle. The steps they took, their backstories and how they overcame burnout. The perfect blend of mindset and techniques. I'm your host, David Diem. Now let's get your dream lit for your freedom. Lauren, if you could just introduce yourself. It's actually Dr. Lauren that we have today as our guest for the Hero Academy podcast. She has a very interesting story and I'll I'll let her tell it. Great. Well, thank you so much for having me. It is certainly a pleasure to be here. So I'm a family doctor of nursing practice. I've been in family practice now for five years. Before that, I was four years in the ICU as a registered nurse. And then before that, I was a phlebotomist. So I've been in in healthcare for a while now, for over a decade. So Very cool. And before that, when you were a young 18-year-old girl, (laughs) what did you want to do? Oh, many things. I've been asked this before. I've... (laughs) I think I've always had tons of ideas, tons of passions that I wanted to do. One thing that I wanted to do was to be in healthcare. My father's a veterinarian and I always enjoyed watching him treat and diagnose. And so it was it was something that I always was interested in. I also thought I wanted to be the first female president <laughs> there for a while. And let's say astronaut at one time, microbiologist at another. <laughs> so Loaded question. (laughs) Hey, you know what? (laughs) There was only two things that I wanted to do before being an an officer. It was be a pilot and be an astronaut. And when I found out I was going to have a young family, it was become a cop. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Yeah. It was the easiest path and the least expensive. Yeah. I I like, yeah. Sometimes reality kicks in, right? For sure. For sure. Yeah. So before we were talking about being a nurse practitioner, so I mentioned to you, my girlfriend is an RN yeah. and she talks about going back to school and you had some advice on that subject. Yeah, well, and I don't ever want to discourage anybody from going for their dreams because first and foremost, if everybody learns to go through life, you have to have passion in what you do and, what, and love what you do. And that's first and foremost. But I mean, to be totally transparent, I do have some hesitancies looking back. And I would say that, you know, part of that, is simply that there are there's some uphill battles that nurse practitioners have to kind of face. You know, we still have a significant amount of school loans to pay off, but there is quite a significant 
lower pay than MDs or DOs. And there is also some stigmatism there that, you know, the mid-level and there's just an uphill battle that you kind of have. And certainly I do want to say that and clarify that I do know that some nurse practitioners do proudfully work within a mid-level, that they do actually do that and they stay there, but that doesn't always have to be our scope of practice. And such as some of myself who have been running a practice for five years and completely on my own, I wouldn't say there's anything mid-level because I, I don't do anything different than what an MD or, or DO does in family practice as well. So thank you. But so just, there's just more battles there. You also said that sometimes doctors talk a little bit of junk behind your back. Did someone tell you that someone was talking about you? So honestly, I did not even recognize that it was an issue. Everyone who I've interacted with and all of my colleagues always treat me with really great respect. Not all of them want to acknowledge my doctorate and that the doctorate offends a lot of them, but not all of them, certainly not all of them. Some are very respectful of it. But I actually, I would say that my eyes were opened up a little bit when I found out about a website called Reddit. If you're familiar at all with Reddit. I am, yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of hate there, but it's really funny because none of us actually see that in person, you know, to the, we don't even know it until somebody can hide behind a computer screen, I guess, but. Uh, Have you ever heard the term keyboard warriors? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. so (laughs) a lot of them would be terrified if you asked them, hey, did you write this? They would be shaking because they're very tough when they're, in anonymity, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what's your podcast called? Nurse Practitioner's Lifeline. Nurse Practitioner's Lifeline. And what's that about? Because that's what I'm really excited to talk to you about. Oh, thank you. So there's a little bit of, you know, I, I really believe that our overall health and our overall well-being is very multifaceted. And, you know, I talk a lot to such as imposter syndrome and limiting beliefs and mindset changes. I'm a big fan of neurolinguistic therapy, but also cognitive behavioral therapy. I talk a lot about time management and time hacking. I think one of the biggest stressors in our life, especially as a nurse practitioner, is time. So I help people with time and and finding more of it. One of the most significant ways that I found time in my day is by building a side income, having a little bit of an entrepreneurial blood going through me and being able to build that side income. I was able to hire out for things like housework, dishes, that kind of stuff. So whenever I'm off from work, I can be mom, you know, not having to just take care of the house and do those kind of things. And then also, of course, that gives a lot of us, you know, freedom in the future to work less if you want to work less or retire early if you want to retire early, pay off school loans, you have less stress. I mean, I just, I really believe that it all ties into one thing. So I try to stay focused, but at the same time, I try to provide everything that I can to help people in their journey in life. The more I'm around successful entrepreneurs, the more you realize that there's a hundred ways to make 30K, 50K a month. There's, there's hundreds of ways to do it and people just don't have the information. They don't have that circle around them of people who are doing those things. So sometimes they don't have the belief that that's possible for them, you know? So to tell someone that's maybe making a hundred K a year, Hey, you can make a hundred K a month. That's a big leap in belief for some people. Yeah. But I know that you personally have met people that are making very, very good money in business for themselves. Tell me about your marketing journey. 
So it started in, I knew that I wanted to do something actually from the very beginning. I knew that I wanted to go down this route while I was in my doctorate. I was pulling up in my Cadillac coupe to my ICU job and I was about to graduate with my doctorate. And I knew that, you know, I live in Oklahoma that I was going to be higher, you know, well above the income for most people. And I decided, you know what? I need to just be more mature these days. I'm not going to listen to the radio anymore. I'm going to listen to an audiobook. And I went to Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Me Kiesel. Too. Me yeah, too. yeah. One of my first ones, absolutely. And I thought, oh, you know, he's probably going to be talking about me when he talks about the rich dad. Like I got this whole life thing together and it felt like a ton of bricks whenever I was like, I'm poor dad. I'm so poor dad. And I realized that I was always going to be tied to loans. I realized that my swanky little Cadillac coupe, which was really awesome, was not helping me towards what my ultimate goal in life was. And I started switching the gears. I started changing things up. You know, we kept our house in Norman that I bought. Then I actually downsized on my house so I could have extra income to be able to invest in building a business. And that's what I've done since then. My first thing that I tried to do, well, I actually tried a few different things, but the first thing that kind of really we took all, off was I got we, into... We all do. We, we yeah. all do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had there for a little bit, I even had a business called I Got a Guy where I was helping contract out work around the house or, you know, that was a headache. <laughs> I squashed that. And then I got into network marketing and I did that for a couple of years. And by the standards of what they consider successful, I you know ranked higher than a lot of people. And I got to that top percentage, but it really was just so much work for not that much income. I mean, I was happy for the income and it did end up becoming residual. And until the company I worked with changed tracks on us and changed the rules... I was making pretty good residual income from it, from not having to work it any longer. But I knew that that wasn't going to last long. And I knew that I didn't really own it. I knew that, you know, just like the company made changes they did, they could always do that. And this could always go away. So, and it was just so hard to... So network marketing, I still love it. I still believe in yeah. it. You know that there are people that are successful in network marketing yeah. because... 100%. Because you, you've already been successful in network marketing. Yeah. But the number one thing that I think our audience needs to know is that you don't own that company and they can make changes that affect your business. So you yeah. need to build your own platform, whatever platform that is, whether it's YouTube or a coaching business or a podcast or you know, you become an Instagram influencer, whatever that platform is, you need to build your own platform and own your own list and own your own life. Yes. We've had some of the same mentors and we've been in the same circles. I love the concept of your podcast and of your coaching business. Can you tell the audience about your coaching business? Because you have, you have three tiers, how you help people and who you help also. Great. Yeah. So the first tier that I help people on is kind of a small challenge and I help them with mindset. I help them decrease stress, decrease anxiety, and help them with time management, which also helps decrease uh, stress. And I don't just talk about being organized. I talk about things like becoming a super learner and so you can memorize things faster. So you don't have to keep on double checking yourself. I help them on like figuring out like a brainwave to help them to feel more calm. I help them with a lot of different things as challenges. It's actually really pretty jam-packed. And then, like I mentioned, one of the things that was the biggest game changer for me 
was hiring out, being able to hire out and save time that way, quit trading all of my time for money. So at the end of it, we also talk about how we just kind of brainstorm, you know, finding your passion, but finding a niche within your passion that is not as high competition is very important. So what a lot of people don't do is they don't start with their market research. They just, they have a passion for something. So they build a website and they do all these things and they don't let anybody know about it. And then they launch it and to crickets. And I've been guilty of that myself too. My Mindset Academy, I knew that it was going to change the world. That's exactly what people need if they want to stay healthy for the rest of their life. But guess what? It's not what people wanted. So you know the best product in the world, but it's not what people want. It's not going to sell and not going to change lives. I did the same so, thing. I did the same thing with my first do. book. It's called The Pathway to Prosperity. And it was written for everyone. <laughs> no particular niche. Just written for everyone. And uh, just so so I could say, hey, I'm an author. I wrote a book, you know, and then you learn, you know, you learn as you go along. Yes. Yeah. And unfortunately, you speak to everyone. You speak to no one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the next year. Oh, so then, yeah, after that, I help people with kind of finding clarity. I have an MVP code and I help people monetize virtually, passively and, and perpetually. And I help them find clarity if they need that, or if they already have an existing business, then I teach them how to build more passive income through generating lead generation through SEO, through platforms that bring leads to you. I used to, I still am on Instagram and I still, I still utilize Instagram, but I kind of teared away from that a little bit because you can't control the traffic as well. And it's more of an algorithm versus you having control over SEO and who you can bring to you that way and finding those blue waters that I was talking about was less passive. So that's what MVP code I help people with. Um, It's more like building traffic and stuff for them. And then I have my high-end program where I help them with absolutely everything from building their funnels to sales copy to building out their high ticket. And so they can really start scaling their business high. And if someone wanted to jump straight into the high end, uh, how long is that program? So it is a full year with me. Uh, yeah, I do the and same thing. People see results. Yeah, people see results before then. But I've personally liked programs that had a little bit more length to them because I feel like you just, you're constantly going to be learning no matter what. But being able to be with somebody for that long, it gives you a little bit of security. If you have a couple months in your life where life happens, you know, you haven't lost your investment. You can still jump in and do that with somebody. So where's your drive come from? You have so much drive. Oh, thanks. Gosh, I don't know that I know exactly where my drive comes from. I know from doing some work on myself where it started. And I think that I just, you know, once you get a taste of, a feeling good and accomplishment, it gets kind of addictive. Probably where it started though, not probably, but where it started, I'm always transparent about this. My father is saved and he is now clean. He was an alcoholic when I was growing up though. And we have a great relationship now. You know, it's, it's not a sad story, but whenever I was a child growing up, it was really bad. It was very verbally, sometimes physically abusive on a nightly basis very, very bad situation. And my mother couldn't leave because financially we just couldn't. She had lived in the streets before. She knew how hard that was. And she just couldn't. Every time we almost tried to start to leave, you know, we'd unpack the bags and and we would still be there. So I grew up very confident, too much, honestly, in my masculine, that I was going to be a self-sufficient woman, that I was never going to rely on anybody. And that's where my drive started. Now, let me tell you, that was not a healthy balance that I maintained for a very long time. 
And now I'm in a healthier balance where it's more about passion and it's not as much about fear. And it's, it's just, you start helping people and change your lives. And it's so much fun when you start having breakthroughs with people. And I mean, you know, you're, you love doing that with your family and everybody. It makes you a better person overall, even for your family, because you understand people on a deeper level. And so there's, there's a lot to it, of course, but yeah, I'd, I'd say that's probably what keeps me going right now. Yeah. What's your biggest challenge in your, I'm guessing it's, it's your, even though you help people with time, it's gotta be your time, right? Yeah, of course <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, no, I do so much better than I used to. And I have like, now I actually get out of the office on time and that kind of stuff, which is a miracle. It used to be, you know, I chart all night and that kind of stuff. And now I don't do that. But I feel like whenever you are an entrepreneur and you have many passions, you're always kind of peppering in more stuff. So yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah what's your next, what's your next project? I don't know that I have a next right now. I think that I am just like we were talking before, like, you know, focus on where I'm at, stay in my lane for a little bit. Yeah. I think I'm just, I'm really loving where I'm at in this season and with the people that I'm helping. And so I don't have a next at this point. One day, my future is that I will have a, I'll still be practicing medicine, but it'll be a free clinic. And probably two days a week, it'll be free clinic. And then three days a week, it'll be med spa to help just cover the cost of the free clinic. And then I'll be an entrepreneur, you know, a couple of days a week. You said uh, before we jumped on this call that uh, you attract a lot of holistic health healers and a lot of uh, fitness type people. What type of advice would you have for someone if they're considering the entrepreneurial jump? You know, like I always tell people, hey, don't quit your full-time job. Mm -hmm. Kind of test the waters, you know, learn and figure out if you have the disciplines that it takes, you know, and if you can learn the skills because it's definitely not for everyone. Correct. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I would say that probably my biggest advice would be to do your research and find something that is lower competition within your passion. So health and wellness, of course. So, I mean, the, the three things that, you know, to build a business on health, wealth, and relationships (laughs) are obviously going to be high competition though, because there's a lot of people there and health and wellness is very high competition. However, you can 100% still do that. You just have to find your specific market. And that's why I help. I talk about, I, I work a lot with nurses and practitioners, but I also have many life coaches who are with me. I have a lot of fitness coaches who are with me, gym owners, those kind of things. And I mean, what we do is what is your superpower that you have? And I love helping people draw that out of them. What is your superpower that we can tell through market research that people are looking for and they need, but they don't have? That's specifically what they need. And whenever they look at you and they see you and they find your page, they say, oh, that's the person I need. Like, that's the person I need. And that's how you start generating, you know, that's how you start gaining traction. I love that you uh, mentioned your superpower because that segues me perfectly into my last five questions for you because I know you're on a time crunch. So I am going to hit you very, very fast. All right. right? What's your strength, your best ability right now today? I would say that I probably have pretty good discernment and I'm able to pull that superpower of other people. I'm able to relate to many different perspectives and still be able to see how they all correlate together and tie that together. So that's what I would say is my superpower. When stress is at its highest and you're starting to feel kind of burnt out yourself, how do you save yourself? How do you show yourself love? Well, the first thing I do is I recognize that I'm not in alignment. And then I'm, I'm probably, if I'm not in alignment, then I'm not in God's purpose. So if I'm not in God's purpose, then 
and need to kind of change things. If it is his will, it will be done. So relinquish that. And that's something that I heard a million and one times before I was actually able to implement it. So if a lot of people hear that, I think, oh, I've heard that before. Don't give up on that because it really is life-changing, but it isn't just you know a miracle for all of us once we hear that. But just knowing that if it's his will, it will work out and it will be fine. And being okay with that and trusting that plan is essential for me. What is the uh, biggest risk of being an entrepreneur? Because entrepreneurs take risk. That's a hard one because honestly, I mean, I would have said before actually doing the thing and getting it done, I would have said, oh, that you don't have that paycheck coming in. And I'm like, no, like my risk is like, I now you you have the freedom to have your own injection of income anytime you want. You don't have that as somebody who is an employee. And I think COVID showed all of us. I don't think it's a secret now that the employee is not safe, even those in healthcare, which we used to say not very long ago was the safest job you can have. Yeah. yeah. And that's not true, correct? We're still owned by somebody. So by people who own their own business. And because it is still a business. The CEO of the hospital. Correct. Correct. And even other entities at this point in time, to be honest, that we won't touch on. Uh, But, you know, I would say the biggest risk, though, is maybe losing balance because I feel like that's hard for a lot of us. So I'd say that, you know, staying focused on what you truly want and not being the like not just about the income. So I think maybe that's it. All right. My last question for you, just for fun, if you had a superpower, Mm -hmm. a comic, a comic superpower, what would it be and why? Okay. I think I would fly. I would definitely fly. I have dreams sometimes. I used to be really good at making myself, I haven't practiced it in a long time, but I used to be really good at making myself, like I want to go to sleep and and dream that I'm flying. And it's really interesting because if you've ever had those dreams and you felt like you're flying, but then you have to back it back down from a subconscious level, you're afraid in your life of actually, you have an actual fear of that success. Wow. I've had that dream of flying at roof level and feeling like, oh my God, I'm starting to get high, 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 high. So that's so crazy that you said that. And also I've had the dream where I'm skipping along and my skips become really, really long skips and I'm kind of floating along. So I don't know what that one says subconsciously, but uh, I just want to give you your, your roses while you're still here and just say, I'm so thankful that you came onto the show. I'm so thankful for the work that you're doing because the community that you're serving, they need it. And uh, we thank you. Oh, thank thank you you so much. This has been a lot of fun. So I definitely honor everything that you're doing and and thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you, Lauren. I appreciate your time and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. All right, family. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Everyone I interview, I've chosen for you guys because of their story. And I hope that you get some value every single time. If you did get value or just just simply enjoyed the episode, please share the episode with someone that you know. If you know of a guest, a frontline hero that has an amazing story, something uplifting or a positive message, Hit me up in the contact form of www.davidleith.com or DM me at Instagram at davidleith1. 
Subscribe to the show because I have some really phenomenal guests coming up in the next few weeks that you definitely don't want to miss. All right, one.